You're listening to the awesome Podcast Network. This is 80s Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now, your host, Trey Harris. Training up for the podcast, you know. All right, just do another. Come on. All right, all right. I think we're ready to do Rocky Four, you know. Adrian's here. Mickey's here. I'm here. We can do the podcast, okay? We need well, those machines, Rock. <laughs> now this is this is the Rocky where he doesn't use fancy machines, <laughs> but we need them, Rock. This is almost the Terminator Two of the Rockies because he goes and trains with rocks and logs, and Drago's in the in the gym with this, right. the, the highest tech of '80s gym equipment and steroids oh, the there are. <laughs> but welcome back, everybody, to our second and uh, of the two Rocky uh, '80s Rockies Rocky movies. So I can speak today. Rocky IV, aka the perfect '80s movie, which we'll get in depth with momentarily. Of course, I'm one of your hosts, Trey Harris. With me, as always, my corner man, my personal trainer, Jesse Sedgley. Yes, sir. And the lovely Adrian of '80s Revisited, my wife, yeah, Autumn yeah. Balboa Harris. <laughs> I'm here again. Back again. Drug along to put all of our domestic troubles on podcast on the air for everyone to hear about and comment on. Just kidding. I love. It's a great time at the house. When we we're very home. happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, we are, sweetie. We're very happy. I'm required to say that by law. Uh, or my lawyer advises I say that. I agree with everything. Anyway, Rocky Four. IMDb six point seven. Rotten Tomatoes, 43% critics. I mean, really? Seriously. However, 80% audience. This this movie struck a chord with the American people and not those stuck-up critics like Roger Ebert. God rest his soul. But yeah, big difference hmm. there. 37% difference between audience and critics. This was like, as we'll get into, this, is, this was such a 80s feel-good movie. Throw, but throw in the Cold War aspect and it, you have the most over-the-top... Rocky there is. Yes, that's right. Not even four or five jump the shark like this. Right. <laughs> to where Rocky's fighting for the future of the world, basically. As we'll get into in just a moment. Uh, budget was $30 million, nearly double of what Rocky two was, uh, Rocky three was. Uh, Open for 19.9, domestically $127 million, worldwide $300 million, and it was the highest grossing of all the Rockies worldwide. Uh, and in rentals, another $76 million. So in every aspect of the budget and the box office receipts, it was better, bigger than three, which a lot of time with sequels usually have comparable numbers, but they usually tend to drop. You know, they'll peak and then they'll drop. But usually the peak is usually the first one, but uh, not so much with Rocky because it was such a... Uh, nobody knew what they were... What kind of... what it, it wasn't what it was when it was one movie. Right. You know, it was nobody thought about a franchise until, I guess, the one needed some more money or something. <laughs> but anyway... Uh, this one again, written and directed by Stallone, starring Stallone, obviously. Uh, Burgess Meredith uh, is also in it, but only in a voiceover. Uh, actually, I think it's a repeat of some of his lines from three, actually. Uh, of course, Carl Weathers, God rest his soul as Apollo Creed. This is the one. First, he loses Mick, his, his trainer. Then he loses his former arch nemesis and current trainer in Apollo Creed in this one. Rocky's got nobody left but Adrian. Hopefully, she doesn't die. Trey looks at the camera. Winks, looks back to microphone. Uh, and then also, uh, Burt Young, again, he's in all of them as Paulie. He's literally in every one of them. He's the one, the, the worst person in Rocky's life is the one that survives through every Rocky. Like a cockroach. There you go. And, and of course, welcome world to Dolph Lundgren as Ivan Drago. Arguably the best villain quote-unquote, of the Rocky franchise. Of course, most recently from The Expendables, but uh, from the 80s and 90s, of course. Masters of the Universe, I come in peace, you leave in pieces. Uh, and <laughs> he was the first Punisher in a movie that I think really isn't as bad as a lot of people might remember it being. It's better than any of the current Punisher movies, that's for sure. 5.6. It, it is an 89, if you wanted to... Hey, hey, I'm, I'm working on <laughs> stockpiling some superhero movies. <laughs> Uh, for the summer. 
But yeah, uh, way better in my opinion than either other the disaster pieces of Punisher movies that have been made. Hopefully Marvel gets the actually I think Marvel they get the rights back to the Punisher. I think like not too long ago, it seems like the movie rights went back to Marvel. Maybe I don't know. Uh, there was there, there was a group of heroes that like the rights whoever had them expired and Marvel got them back. And I think the Punisher was one of them. And, and actually Ghost Rider might have been one of them. Or that might have been one that people wanted them to get. There was, look, you have to hmm. just Google it if you're interested in finding out the facts, but I'm pretty sure the Punisher was one of them. And also, rounding out the cast this time, who at this point in time was exceptionally beautiful, not so much today, but Brigitte Nielsen as Ludmila, the trainer slash wife of Ivan Drago. Uh, of course, she was also a title character in Red Sanja. Uh, also, she was in Cobra with Sloan, and most people now would know her as that big, tall, white chick that dated Flavor Flav <laughs> from TV Surreal That's Life. about right. Uh, she was also... A couple of quick facts about the once lovely Brigitte. Uh, she was married <coughs> to Stallone briefly, uh, and Stallone was so obsessed with her, he had her face carved into some of their furniture at home. What? So, eh. Uh, she also claimed to have, a, had a, have had a relationship with Schwarzenegger on the set of Red Sanja, so... She's been with the two titans of action movies. If only she was with Bruce Willis, she'd have the trifecta. But eh, I think that ship has sailed. But anyway, and fun fact about her as well, she is terrified of crabs. So Gibbert's crabs would not be her lord and savior. I'm sure she's had crabs. Google it if you don't know who that is. <laughs> I'm sure she's afraid of crabs because she's had them a few times. Whoa, that's taken it to a place that this podcast just doesn't need to go. STDs is off limits on this podcast. In the baby eighties, the eighties were a time of free love and. No, they were not. Yes, it was. Nobody cared about STDs in the eighties. Everyone did. That's when the AIDS came out. Yeah, the AIDS. But, but, yeah, but the, you got <laughs> the my, AIDS. You got exactly. <laughs> yeah, but AIDS no, but and I, the I, HIV. no, you're, you're yes, you are right. But again, if you go back through how AIDS was viewed when it was arising in the eighties and became such a social issue, that was when everybody thought it was a gay disease. At, when it well, came out, that's the gays were concerned about. STDs. Well, yeah, because a lot of them had it, and they, it was being spread so frequently in the community. So it wasn't like a big deal until, you know, it actually got some research out of the Reagan administration. They started actually discovering stuff about it, and you know, a few high-profile people were diagnosed with it and brought it to more of a cultural standpoint. Uh, you know, I mean, a lot of good people died because of it. You know, and that brought it much more into the eye of the public as not just being some sort of quote-unquote gay thing, but being an actual. Social issue, which 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 what it which is what it was, and you know not something that wasn't to be ignored as it initially was, but at the time it wasn't looked at as like a hetero thing. It's much more like you know some extreme right wings called it you know God's justice against you know the abominations of nature, quote unquote. There's documentaries out on Netflix you can watch it. Many movies. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. So, yeah, STDs weren't a big thing. It was just, hey, oh, yeah. I mean, look at every 80s movie. The dudes, like, you know, dudes and chicks are just, it's just free love all over the place. Nobody cares at all. But then in the 90s, after people live with their repercussions of what they did in the 80s, that's when you see a lot more of that, you know? Yeah. The 80s were a different time, babe. I wish you were alive during them to see it. <laughs> I was comp- I, that was an actual compliment. She's like, I'm like, I'm not 30. I'm 25, which means she'd been born in 1989 uh, yeah. uh, or 1990. And I just complimented her. And I just think I was fishing for a compliment, you know, like, oh, just nothing. I just, I try so hard to please her. But anyway, back to Rocky, mm-hmm. who always pleases me. But anyway, Rocky Four, as I mentioned, AKA the perfect 80s movies. Because again, talking about the social stru- uh Social issues at the times of the 80s. One of the biggest things of the 80s, one of the biggest issues of the 80s was the Cold War, which Ronald Reagan ended without firing a single bullet, quote-unquote, that we know of. Mm-hmm. But anyway, and what is this move? What is Rocky Four coming out in 1985, but pretty much the entire Cold War, the entire East versus West put together in a boxing match? Is this the same year as Red Dawn? Uh, Red Dawn was... It was around the same time. It might have been, because Red Dawn was mid-80s. Yeah, 84. Okay. Uh, and of course, you know, in the 80s, you had a ton of movies that dealt with... Russia. Exactly. Because they were, you know, that was kind of the joke uh, when they were remaking Red Dawn, actually. That's a good thing to bring up, because mm-hmm. one of the first issues was, well, who's going to invade us? Because it was, the, the first one worked because we were, it was the Cold War. Mm-hmm. It was like, almost, you know, it was terrifying, almost. Like, what if the Russians do invade? 
but and then I think in the remake, which I never saw, it ended up being like Korea, North Korea or something. I don't, I don't remember. Know. I tried to watch it. Oh, you did? Yeah. May God have mercy on your soul. But yeah, so I mean, this movie. Let's look at it. It's an '80s movie. When you think of an '80s movie, there's a lot of tropes that you might think of. This one's got it. The, of course, it's a Rocky. It has the montage. It's got the heart pumping '80s theme song. You have the entire Cold War Cold War saga built into this big runaround for a you know an excuse to have a boxing match. You have you know Apollo Creed in his red, white, and blue traditional trunks, you know showboating, gloating around Drago, the Russian calm ends up killing him. He kills America. Oh, God, America's down. <laughs> America's being beaten by these Russians. The Russian invasion. McCarthyism, which was not in the 80s, but it's, it's shockwaves echoed through history. But then, what's Rocky to do? Is he, is he just avenging his friend? No. Rocky is ending the Cold War, as evident by his speech at the end of this film, where after he beats Ivan Drago in Mother Russia... The character playing Mikhail Gorbachev after Rocky's emotional speech about how they were just killing each other in the ring. But maybe that's, quote unquote, better than you killing peoples out there. Mikhail Gorbachev stands up and all of Russia claps and everybody back home watching it on pay-per-view in America claps showing that, hey, we're all the same people. And violence solves everything. Yeah, but but see, that, that's the genius of Stallone. Right. The, the violence needs to take place in the ring, a.k.a. the desk, the subterfuge that Reagan and Gorbachev were doing outside of the public view. That's right. This movie is so fucking deep. Okay. It's not. I'm just I'm being, I'm joking. I didn't mean to blow your mind there. No, no, no. I'm okay. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. You still look, like, completely disinterested. Yeah. I just didn't like this one as much. What? This is arguably the best one aside from the first one. You didn't like it. Oh, you didn't like it because there wasn't a scene of him and Apollo or him and Drago running through a frolicking, beach. Frolicking, right. And frolicking. Okay, right. so that's what it takes for you? Maybe. That's why you like Top Gun so much? <laughs> Would you still like Top Gun without the volleyball scene? Not as much. Then, then I, don't, I don't understand why you don't... Excuse me. Love watching all these movies that I watch from the '80s for this podcast. Oh yeah, because most of them have it. Extremely homoerotic. Yeah, that was the uh, '80s. We didn't care about so that. This montage, it was about being friends. I don't know if you noticed, but that was the first time I've seen double enders on TV, and uh, Ivan obviously has some sort of punch-powered time machine. So every time he punched it, it went to a different year. It started out in the 1800s, then it was like 1990. Then it was 2051. Well, there's a deleted scene with Doc Brown on the other side, like, you gotta power the time machine for us to get back to 1985. Doc, Doc, we're in 1985. I know, Marty. It's violence powered. Yes. I don't know if you saw that. Yes, but that was just, just don't tell Autumn, but that was just his punching power. It wasn't a year. Well, it just didn't let even, her think it's a time it travel movie. It's okay. It didn't even units it was measuring it it's in. It's Russian, baby. The numbers keep getting higher. That's what matters. 1990 Russian units of something. <laughs> the Russian—they could have made it a total sci-fi movie. We've infused Drago's gloves with time particles to where he will punch Rocky Balboa far into the future, where he will not be able to stop Cold War. It was all a Russian plan, but they deleted that because they thought so it'd be a little bit over like everybody's the head at the time. Angels—he sends them back so far that they just live until they die. Yeah, they're like Rocky appears like somewhere in twenty twenty-two fifty. Rocky just appears all of a sudden. Hey! Everybody just freaks out. Oh. And then he just lives his life. Yeah. That's, oh, that, he goes back to being a bum. That would have been a great ending for the series. After all his achievements, he ends his life as a bum. And crappy <coughs> the one thing he didn't want to be, that he strove so, strove so hard to escape from the first one. And it's funny, too, because like, <laughs> in every movie, he gets called a bum. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're still a bum. It's like, I'm the heavyweight champion of the world. How can I be a bum? You're still a bum. Poor Rock. He tries so hard. A little bit of Rocky in all of us. You know, we try so hard, we just, we're always just still bums. I don't know. Maybe there's some sort of meaning there. But yeah. anyway, my, uh, in all honesty, this was the one, as a kid, this was my favorite Rocky. This was the one of the greatest, still is one of the greatest movies of all time. This is the one that I rented over and over again, wore the tape out from the video store. Wow. As a kid, absolutely loved this one. This, Probably just because of Dolph Lundgren, though. No, 
this was because this was before Masters of the Universe. It made Masters of the Universe even more awesome because holy shit, Ivan Drago is <laughs> He Man. So, but uh, yeah, as a kid, I mean, and this this was everything. This is the action movie Rocky. This is basically Rambo in a boxing match instead of shooting a gun, because they make it personal when the Russians kill his best friend and then he has to get revenge. He didn't draw first blood. Russians drew first blood. Starting a war that took place in a boxing ring and captured this kid's imagination for fighting boxing Russians or something. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> no, but uh, as a kid, like, you know, and that's why I think, like, when you see the 43% critics, 80% audience, mm-hmm. a lot of people like this movie because it's, it's you know, the first one is very, it, I, I can say it's deep, but I mean, it's very, it's heavy on the drama, his story, his struggle, and that's what makes it so good. Mm-hmm. This is almost like if this wasn't called Rocky Four, if it was just called like you know Russia, you know what, whatever title it could be, and not connected, you wouldn't, you know, there were no, there's no thing, nothing connecting Rocky One and Rocky Four except the characters, because this one is so far from what the first one was, but it, in a good way because it's going, it, it's this why it's the ultimate '80s action, only one of the perfect '80s movie because it pretty much. It's a it's the it's the Rocky that was truly made in the essence of the eighties, oh, oh you know ridiculous over the top. I guess it's ridiculous, but very over the top, very out there, very big on scale. He's fighting. It's a worldwide stage now. And of course, the boxing is world heavyweight champion, but it's still predominantly an American sport. Uh, you know, based American sport, sport, I should say. And this one, as you can clearly see, Apollo comes into the ring dressed like Uncle Sam, beaten down, by, killed by the Russian, Rocky holding the bloody towel. Flags everywhere. Exactly. And then he goes to Russia, and nobody likes him. But then in the end, they see his perseverance. They see him taking that beating and keep coming and keep coming. And the Russian people themselves start chanting Rocky's name in Russia. This movie is still fucking awesome. Uh, and uh, we get to it a little bit later. Still... Arguably, the, still the best one in the franchise. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, this is really crazy because Stallone, he likes he he likes an essence of realism. Like when they're doing the boxing. Uh, in fact, in Rocky Balboa, he got knocked unconscious because the guy playing Mason uh, Dixon in the in the uh, movie was an actual boxer, professional boxer. Mm-hmm. And he said, "All right, for this take, let's just go at it. Like you know, don't try to kill each other, but like let's you know really throw some punches." Right. Yeah, he knocked Stallone out. <laughs> You know, but uh, when they were shooting this film, uh, Stallone decided that for one of the, uh, for again, like for a couple of takes, like let's you know, he told Lundgren, let's really hit each other for real, so increase the intensity of the scene, quote unquote. Uh, after doing three takes of them tra- literally trading blows, Stallone felt the burning in his chest. He ignored it. Later that night, he couldn't breathe. Was taken to a nearby emergency room. His blood pressure was over two hundred, and he had to be. Uh, flown in a low-altitude flight from Canada to St. John's Hospital in Santa Monica, where he remained in intensive care for eight days because Lundgren punched him so hard in his chest, his heart, Salome's heart, slammed against his breastbone and began to swell, cutting off the blood supply and restricting his oxygen flow throughout his entire body. So Lundgren almost really killed Rocky when they were filming this film. Wow. I like how in the 80s... He was like, oh, I'm hurt. I need to fly back to America for health care. <laughs> that would never happen now. <laughs> like, I'm in Canada. Thank God. Treat me. Treat me, please. <laughs> a, he has a shit ton of money at this point. Yeah. But also, B, they're probably like, uh, hey, uh, we can't handle these heart problems he's got. You might want to fly him down back south, okay? That's your Canada. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, yeah. unless I'm saying a boot or A. It's off the turnpike. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, I don't. I don't know many Canadians, and every Canadian, Canadian, every Canadian person or celebrity I know, I don't even realize they're Canadian because they don't talk any different. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd, Shania Twain, who's a country singer from Canada. Imagine that. But anyway, uh, so yeah, he nearly died. Because uh, Canadians don't have country. No. No. They don't, <laughs> they don't say y'all in Canada. Is my point. Not every country singer is from the south. Country is a southern like. I'm not, I'm not saying it's exclusive. Not anymore. No, yeah, no, definitely not anymore. But back in the day, like Keith if Urban. you were saying, <laughs> he's from Australia for crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had a they what? <laughs> I'm just saying that Canadian country should be like, oh, hey, we're at the fishing hole, hey. I don't know what this song's about, hey. Oh, the Mounties come and take me away, hey. 
fishing in the hole in Canada, eh? That's my new ringtone. Okay. It's <laughs> Jesse, actually, just it's being recorded right now. Yep. That's all I'm saying. It's just that, it, to me, it was funny that one of the most successful female country vocalists at a time when country was still, quote-unquote, country, was from Canada. Stop saying, quote-unquote. You've done it a lot. Thanks for calling me out on, in front of the millions and negative millions of our listeners. There's two people that aren't me. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you don't listen to it anyway, unless you're on it, which you don't listen to it now. You, know, you don't even support yeah, me by downloading it. I'm still not going to listen to it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I mean, that's, that's why we, you know, we still live in that shithole shack, and we, don't, we, can, bar- we can barely make anyway, ends meet in the 80s, because we can't get any advertising because you don't download Canada, it. You fly home for treatment. These days, that would never happen because our health care is crap. Continue. Obama. It's this. not Obama. Oh, I thought that's what you're supposed to say when anything bad happens. Well, if you're from the South, yeah. That's there's actually a uh, there's a video recently where Obama was doing some stuff, but like he did something. It was a little skit on. I don't know where it was. It might just be an internet Buzzfeed? thing. Maybe I don't know. But I'm just, anyway, he's doing something and like some, or it shows him doing something and it goes bad and then he lo- he's like Obama. <laughs> <laughs> but it's him doing it, so it's you know he's doing it. Anyway, it's funny. funny. It was off of something. I got off to <laughs> tell you about it later. Find it for you later. Anyway, uh, all the Russian stuff they filmed for Rocky Four. No, they filmed it in Wyoming. I thought you said Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin, Wyoming, what's the fucking difference? There's a big difference. <laughs> Which one is it? My Wyoming. It's Wyoming? Yes. Huh. Besides, didn't I say that off the air so it doesn't count for reality? Because <laughs> as far as people listening, they don't know. I was just she, Actually, everybody, my... she just made that up. I actually said Wyoming. Yeah. I was clarifying Now they gotta, who own... are they going to believe? Oh, my God. I was just clarifying <laughs> for my own knowledge because I'm, I was curious. I'm just messing with your toots. You're looking at me like you want to go 15 rounds, you know? I'll fight for the title. I'll fight the fight! <laughs> You'd never last 15. No one's ever lasted 15. With you, verbally, I can believe it. <laughs> You're the verbal champion. I'm giving you a compliment. You just don't know when to stop. You keep going and going. I'm like, oh shit, I'm tired. I'm going to take a dive. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to lose on purpose so you can go to bed. <laughs> Now you know my tactic. Now I gotta. Now I literally have to win an argument now instead of just submitting and going to bed. Anyway, back to reality. Uh, the uh, in the Italian dub of the movie, Ivan Drago's line, "I must break you," which we wanted to open the podcast with, but nobody mm. on YouTube seems to have it in English. Right. In fact, we watched an entire two minutes of the movie, some getting to the line, and all of a sudden, where he's supposed to say, "I will break you," he goes, "Dusta mi sladarsta." And we're like, ah, in unison, all three of us actually were like, ah, this is uh, wasted our time. Anyway, but in the Italian version, it's called, it's Tispezio uh, in due, which means I break you in two, complete with a fake Russian accent in Italian. It became the most famous quote from a movie in Italy, and it's so much that it's actually a slang phrase in Italy to this day. Mm. Like to say, I will break you in two as referencing Rocky IV, and it's bad <laughs> dub. Wow. I wish I would have known that when we were over there. I would have walked around, hey, carry my bags, I'll break you in two. Or, excuse me, carry my bags, or dispazio in du. Arrivederci. <laughs> Just <laughs> walk around <laughs> threatening everyone. <laughs> 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 El canto, por favor. <laughs> uh, this, is, uh, this is interesting, too, for the, as far as the franchise goes, because, again, it's like the same movie. Would it just higher, yeah. bigger, larger. Into, how is Rocky ever going to overcome this? Because at this point, this is where the movie—I use the phrase "jump the shark." Really, I wouldn't say it jumps the shark, but this is where like it establishes Rocky as being able to beat anybody. Yeah, this is uh, a superhero moment. Exactly. Uh, this is the first film in the franchise when they don't play the original, the score, the famous Rocky theme. Hmm. It does appear in the film, the but one that creeps me out when the words kick in. Yes. Yeah, I hate yeah, it. Yeah, the I'm gonna fly now. I hate it. One of the greatest themes in movie history. It's the worst. But anyway. Uh, the 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 notes are in the movie, like I th- actually I think it's during Apollo's funeral maybe, but you know, just like a, a single piano line of the theme, but they use the uh, the song we opened with the uh, Hearts on Fire, uh, kind of like as the Which theme is for this one. Worse if that's possible. No, it's not. That's, that song's awesome. I don't like it. Go go fucking pump some weights to it. <laughs> you know, oh, I'm sorry. What do you listen to when you work out? Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm married to this thing. Could be worse. I could have said Pitbull. I don't listen to Pitbull. I don't. I'm trying to think which is worse, and I really can't pick now, between Pitbull two. Pitbull is way worse than Taylor Swift. But at least it's like a little more higher energy than never, ever, ever. Are no. you like running like, ah, 
I go happy with a smile on your face. Yeah, it comes on my uh, running station. Hey, hey, if if that's your workout music, that's fine. But I think most people would agree with me that any song from Rocky's a little more punch dance. No, Shake It Off is great to run to. It has the perfect tempo. For like three Four. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could just listen to it over and over again. Oh, God. No, I don't do that. But... But would, yeah. yeah. It's like suicide. <laughs> like running into traffic. Yeah. <laughs> I can stop. I can stop. <laughs> only if that's the case. That's the only time to listen to it over and over again. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> directly at the cars as they pass you. Like, Peter's like... gonna hate. <laughs> 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, James Brown makes a cameo in this movie, performing his song "Living in America." It should be noted that was his. This song from this film was his first top forty single in ten years, as well as the last of his long and cocaine fueled career. Hmm. Uh, now there was a list on IMDb that was probably an internet page long of the people who supposedly auditioned for the role of Ivan Drago. I'm just going to read a few of them because there's no way to verify this, mm-hmm. but just just for de- you know for the shits and giggles. Bruce Willis, Schwarzenegger, of course. Which he, he that, that I know that's true because I've read about that before. But he was unavailable due to other projects. Which how awesome would that have been hmm. uh, in an alternate reality? He's Peter not Russian. It doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't, who cares? It's a movie. Oh, I care. We, we saw Exodus. Neither of those dudes were fucking None Egyptian. None of those people were Egyptian. I mean, it doesn't oh, matter. Yeah. I mean, didn't you see Selma? Those are all people in blackface. Oh my god! Just kidding. That was a joke. Golf is Swedish. Yeah, it's not even Russian. <laughs> it should be noted too that that motherfucker has like I believe two master's degrees. He is incredibly wow. intelligent. One in uh, I think chemical engineering. I don't remember what the other one is. Yeah. But he's not like. He speaks a few different languages too, right? Oh yeah, I mean because he's European. There's they got like a good education system over there <laughs> for the most part. But uh, where was I? oh yeah uh, Peter Weller, aka RoboCop, which. Uh, don't, don't even show up, Peter. You're kind of like a beanpole. Yeah, he's uh, like wiry. Michael Bean. Okay. Which, you know, I mean... Yeah. I'm, he, he could be an opponent for Rocky, but could he have been one of this stature? <coughs> I don't think so. David Hasselhoff. Hilarious. <laughs> Tom Selleck, who I misspelled on my page and put Tom Selleck. Tom. Uh, Jesse Ventura, which could have, you know... I don't know if this accident would have worked for a Russian, <laughs> but maybe it could have in post-production... Yeah. That's how he talks. He's like macho man, but not as extreme. Uh-huh. Mel Gibson. What? Sean Bean. Or as I like to call him, Scene Bean. Scene Bean. Scene Bean. John Travolta. No. Hey, Rocky, oh, with, uh, I'm Russian. <laughs> uh, Val Kilmer. Iceman. Kiefer Sutherland. Okay. And John really Wick, short. Keanu Reeves. Whoa. How tall is Kiefer Sutherland? He's got to be at least six, I'd imagine. Maybe six, five, maybe my height, six. I don't know. Because I feel like foot, the five, reason 11. Dolph Lundgren worked is because he is tall and he is, like, thick. Like, he's a big presence. And well, yeah, I mean. I mean, I guess you could put anybody on a box and film them from underneath and make them look big on screen. But five, nine. Well, he's shorter than I thought he'd be. See, Dolph Lundgren's, like, a big guy. I he's not. Like that's he, why it works for him. Well, go back to Lundgren, because Lundgren, I think he's, like, six, two, maybe. Six, six five. Excuse five. me. Wait, wait. See, I didn't Huge. say he wasn't tall, but I was gonna. All I was leading to was the fact that Stone. Excuse me, Stallone's pretty freaking short. Hans. Hans Lundgren. Hans. That's so freaking cute. James For like a, a Swedish boy. Like, he got yeah, Hans over and like Swedish is like, oh Hans, come inside, Hans. <laughs> Hans must go inside now. It's like a dork name or something. It's like a what we would consider I like need a manly name, Eugene or something. Call me Dolph. Dolph. Like, Call me Dolph. Who is like, who is like great Adolf? Swedish hero? No, no, not like Adolf. <laughs> maybe that's why you think like, uh, yeah. As your as your agent, we probably need to change this Adolf to maybe just Dolph. People are still kind of the whole really sensitive about the whole Adolf Hitler thing, and uh, Hitler's from—I mean, uh, Hollywood's run right, by the Jews, so you're not going to get really far. Chemical engineering degree. Yeah, he's exceptional. He's, he's like really intent. Like he's not like a, you know, a lot like a he lot got of people- his degrees in America. He came here to study. Uh oh, well, getting at it was you know most of the uh, action action stars are kind of considered to be like you know you just kind of look like oh, Salon must yeah, be but dumb. In Japan. I'm just having a conversation with you listeners while my wife and one of my best friends are, you know, just talking to each other. So I'm going to continue talking to the audience while they have their own little private conversation. 
It's like a musical. It's education. like a musical. Two things are going on at one time here. You got to pay attention to each one because they're each progressing on a different part of the story. Sorry, I'm not used to being on the microphone. I'm used oh, really? to being able to speak whenever I want. You can. There, that's kind of like the freedom of a microphone, unless we're doing like you know stage. What were you saying? Don't worry about it. I'm just going to go on to the next thing. Okay. Uh, let me just turn the page. Oh, that's it. That's all the trivia. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm just done. I'm going home. Taking my bike and going fucking home. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, what were y'all talking about? Um, I was looking at his education because he has advanced oh, yeah, said, degrees that yeah, he actually got here in the U.S. And then he was pointing out that he was a third degree black belt and it says he got his black belt in Tokyo. So I was like, yeah, but like in Japan. Oh, where it was created. I, I was kidding. <laughs> I was joking. It was a joke. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't tell. I think it was a size joke. They were just so scared of him. They were like, like, just take it. Here, take three. (laughs) It's too big. I almost would like to see like a sketch (laughs) where like it's it's like literally one of us like or like you know a a comedic comedic actor dressed to look like him. He's fighting a whole bunch of little people (laughs) and like, oh yes, you black belt. (laughs) No train for the training required. You you have killed our masters. Here's his and here's his. Just take all of them and go. Nobody no, but, wants to spar with the big Swedish guy. No, but what I was saying was, like, he's the real deal. Uh, you know, the general perception of, like, action stars, oh, they're, you know, dumb. Uh-huh. You know, a lot of people thought, you know, a lot of people still probably think Stallone's, like, you know, he looks like a retard. You know, he's you know, he's it just, does, he's, like a, he's, he's a big he's dumb guy. Slow. Well, that's because <laughs> when he was born, the doctor pulled him out by his head with his forceps and caused half his face to be paralyzed. So it's not his fault, people. <laughs> no, but, I mean, Stallone. He also gets hit in the head a lot. Oh, that that is true. But look, look, you know, of the pantheon of action stars in the Expendables, only one of them's got an Oscar, and that's Stallone for writing. Yeah. Arguably a harder Oscar to, you know, a a bigger achievement than, you know, some of the other Oscar categories. Like acting. Yeah, I mean, everybody can act. (laughs) I'm just talking shit to actors, who none of whom listen to this podcast. (laughs) No, but uh, you know, I mean that. Oh, and he plays the drums. (laughs) <laughs> Boom! He just, just he he plays them one time, then he's done with them. He ruins the drums. <laughs> no, but I mean, Lund- you know, Lundgren has two degrees. He's a he's a black belt. Van Dam has karate training. Steven Seagal is an Aikido master who is, I think, I don't even honestly, I need to fact check this because I always remembered hearing that he was like one of the only people outside of Japan, like uh, excuse me, a foreigner who was allowed to actually teach in Japan, as far as Aikido goes, I believe. I don't know. I remember hearing that. I don't know if it's true, but I mean, he's like Seagal's the real deal. Uh, Wesley Snipes, tax evasion and all, is really a uh, whatever mm-hmm. degree black belt. Like he's he's genuine. Schwarzenegger, he's a I mean, he's a genuine bite. Mr. Olymp- yeah. uh, Olympia, you know. I mean, uh, you know. So a lot of these, especially these '80s action stars, aren't like modern day action stars, quote unquote, like Channing Tatum, who was just a, a fucking male dancer and now he's an action star. No, '80s action heroes were real heroes. On and off the set. That's all okay. I'm trying to say. Thank you. <laughs> the more you know. Uh huh. I'm just trying to fill some time here. Good, but good. In, anyway, score for this movie, I give it a fucking nine. And the kid in me would probably give it a fucking 11. That's because kids can't count. No, that's because <laughs> kids watch Spinal Tap. And if something goes I've to 11, it's the best Tap. thing ever. <gasps> <coughs> Sorry. She will soon. I'm like way younger than you, though. God, five years is such a long time. Eight years. <laughs> She's lying, everybody. She was born mm. September 14th, 1984. 84. <laughs> I will post a picture of her driver's license. You will not. <laughs> Test me. <laughs> Don't push me. But anyway, yeah, uh, <laughs> even looking at this movie with, you know, the fact that I loved it as a kid, it's still a great movie. It's, it, you don't, it's not like the first one. You don't bring your heart or your brain into it. You just... Show up and watch it, and it's a good time with the movies. And obviously, 84% of viewers also agree with me. Thank you, Rotten Tomatoes, for supporting my argument that this movie is fucking awesome. Anyway. Yeah. Well, besides, like, the whole death to Russia storyline, I mean, it holds up. It's it's a story for the ages. I mean, it's... That's true. You know? I mean, they, they all really do. This one just not so much because of the whole Russia thing, but if you take that out of it... It still applies. I mean, the basic plot is about him. It's not about, like, 
Yeah. Russia. I agree with that. I completely agree with that. It's just the first movie with a new coat of paint every yeah. six years, every three years. But uh, anyway, this movie released. Yeah, but he doesn't have like a shitty apartment and stuff. At this point. Yeah. Until two movies down the road. Yeah, he's he, back all in he has a is a apartment. restaurant. But uh, anyway, uh, let's get to that, actually. Uh, let's finish this up. In the real world, November 27th, 1985, seven days prior to this movie destroying the box office and being a worldwide success and inspiring a generation to fight the commies, Microsoft released the first version of Windows, Windows 1.0. Wow. Hmm. On November 20th, 1985. And it was awful. <laughs> I think my office just upgraded from that. that. From that. <laughs> and now for the Back to the Future segment. Actually, hold on. Let's, let's finish the Rocky segment, uh, uh-huh. or the, the chronology. Rocky Four ends on such a high, high note. Uh, then you have Rocky Five. Never saw it. And you never will in my house. Because <laughs> well, to I'm not going to sneak out to, and watch it at someone else's house. <laughs> if so. you did, you would be cut off, young lady. But, uh... It's like the it's the crystal skull of the Rockies. Like it was, it's completely unnecessary. When you say the Rockies plural, I, I automatically think of the mountain range. I thought um, really, I thought you were gonna say Coors Light, but uh. Well, that's referencing the same mountain range. So. Yeah, but it's a you know it's a jingle, so yeah. usually jingles stick with people. Anyway, yeah, Rocky Five is basically he's he can't fight anymore because if he fights, kind of like Bret Hart in, in real life, like his. A concon- brain explodes. Yeah. Basically, his yeah, his ill scanners in the ring, and his head will explode. His head just pops so he, right he off. trains like this kid that he meets from some thing who was a real fighter, Tommy Morrison, who died who who to tie into last episode or earlier this episode died of AIDS, as a matter of fact. Uh, now was he gay or? I don't know. I'm just I didn't kidding. I don't really care. <laughs> if he kidding. is, who cares? Well, because you said. What did I say? The only case got AIDS in the 80s. No, no, that was the public perception. I know. Don't sit here and say on this podcast <laughs> that hundreds of people are listening to that I said that only gays get AIDS. <laughs> I did not say that. It's Re- only four Rewind. People. You don't know. <laughs> fucking Elton John can listen to this podcast. Oh, that fucking asshole. I'll never listen to this again. Well, he won't now because of that silly <laughs> accent. He know Elton, bro, you know I'm just messing with you. Anyway, see, no, this is a perfect, (laughs) again, more auditory evidence of how my words get twisted in the mind of my wife. No, he, uh, I'm not sure how he got AIDS, but he, he actually died of AIDS, like, uh, actually two years ago, yeah, not that long ago at all. But he was a professional boxer in reality. Uh, but anyway, in, in, Uh, no, look, he was, he was diagnosed in the mid nineties. So that's after everyone knew that AIDS was not. Yeah. Gay. (laughs) Right. If you're going to quote me on a public forum, I expect you to quote me correctly. Well. If I ever run for president, I don't need this clip of you talking coming up and not the original clip where I clear it. This is not the reason you would not be elected. (laughs) There are so many others. Yes, but uh, baby, I didn't say this was the one, but I don't need a whole bunch of ammunition against me when that time comes, when the world needs a leader. Born in the 80s. Who knows... How to fight communism mm-hmm. and predators in the jungle, right? Or giant sharks, or find historical um, biblical relics. Yeah, exactly. I, you yeah. can be that hero. I could be, but not now. You've ruined it again. One more thing on my list, bucket list, I can scratch off. Thanks to being married. Yep. Anyway, we're, I don't know. I forgot what. <laughs> anyway, time, Rocky Five. So uh, he trains the kid, and the kid becomes like rebellious, and they and Rocky Five ends with a street <coughs> fight where Rocky, I think, beats the shit up. I don't remember. It's dumb. It's just. Did it's, he get arrested? I don't know. I don't that's know. That's illegal. If you're not in a ring, it's definitely. It's, it's a Rocky movie. Nobody gives a fuck. It's it's dumb. Rocky Five it's did just... not happen. It's it's that it's the Rocky series. Why was that, he teaching this other kid how to fight when he has his own son that he could be teaching? Because his son didn't want to be a boxer, as you saw in Rocky Balboa. Well, probably because his dad taught some street fighter how to. Because he was a kid. And actually, his son in Rocky V was played by his, at that time, alive son, Sage Stallone. Of course, he died recently, or a year or two ago. What'd you say? You mouth something, because you know there's a microphone in your face, so that keeps you quiet. I want to make a little headset for you with a microphone in your face. (laughs) I was just asking. No, he did not die of AIDS. I can read your lips. I was just checking. Okay. (sighs) I apologize to our loyal (laughs) listeners. 
for the domestic uh, coronary issues I brought into diseases. this podcast. His heart exploded. Because he had such a big heart. So mm-hmm. much love to give. Oh, dear. His middle name's Moonblood. That's fucking awesome. What does that even Sage mean? Sage Moonblood Stallone. What does that mean? It means blood of the moon. All right. Nope, that's not a thing. You're Native American. Have you ever been to the moon? <laughs> no, Jesse, we never really went. It doesn't have blood. Have you ever, have you, did they ever prick the moon deep enough? Maybe through its top exterior crust, there's a warm red or blue liquid in the center, like a fucking piece of candy or something. It's like a gobstop. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get through all these. <laughs> and there it is in the middle. Anyway, uh, Rocky Five, don't bother watching if you've never seen it. Like, it's, it's the black sheep. It's the worst one. Then we get to Rocky Balboa, which when I heard this movie was coming out, I was like, oh, God, why? Mm-hmm. Post five, just like, stop it, Stallone. Like, there's no need for this movie. Yeah. But I'll be the first to admit, I was so fucking wrong. Because Rocky Balboa is definitely one of the best. It it brought, it went back, it's basically a, a, a thank you movie or whatever, sort of, sort of or wrap up to the series as a whole which although they're making another one now, but we'll talk about it in just a second, uh, where it pretty much ends the arc of the Rocky Balboa character as far as any kind of in-ring performance. Uh, it, it, you know, you kind of see where he is now, his relationship with his son, and just, you know, how, kinda, how he ends up. Like, you know, what kind of happens to him after everything goes away uh, for the most part. And he gets back in the limelight for uh, a little bit. But it's a, Balboa was fantastic, and it's a great send-off for the character. And in fact, still on kind of said like he kind of re- approached writing it as that like this is this is his goodbye to the character that made him famous and he did a great job with it because thank god Rocky Five isn't the last Rocky mm-hmm. so as far as I'm concerned this is Rocky Five, Rocky Balboa but anyway uh, but to bring it back to today they're now making another Rocky although it's technically not a Rocky it's Creed which will focus on Apollo Creed's right. grandson and uh I'm pretty. I think it's safe to assume that Sylvester Stallone will probably be training his grandson. Now, will you know uh, Idris Elba be a villain and punch Stallone in the chest and kill him in the in the in Creed Three? We don't know, but certainly hope so. I don't think he should die, but that's a <laughs> terrible way for a character to leave. I didn't dislike Rocky Balboa. I think it was being pretty cheesy, and it really felt like he was just jerking off the fans. But apparently, that's what he was supposed to be doing. I wouldn't say jerking off. I'd say, you know, oh, gentle on. foreplay. <laughs> I mean, it was like, jerking here's... off is a very crude way to put it on him. I mean, it worked. He knew which buttons he should push for you. <laughs> you liked it. Yeah, because it, it was a good movie. And every Rocky, like... Court, I mean, I don't think it's bad, but I, I don't need I know, to like, watch it again you. or anything. Oh. There's be watched as many times as I damn well please. All right, because for you it's like jerking off. <laughs> no, it isn't. No, it isn't. Four is not not six. All right. Six is like that. You know, after you you rub one out, and you're just kind of like. It's your <sighs> snuggle. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna just curl up and snuggle. watch a good movie and fall drift off into nighttime <laughs> land. That's what Balbo is. It's the after sex movie. Kind of reminds you of the good times and like uh, that's enough. That's what it is. But anyway. <laughs> Okay. The new one. I'm I'm actually excited for it. Uh, Michael B. Jordan is uh, supposed to be playing Creed's grandson. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be. I think he's a good actor. He was great in Chronicle. We'll see what the Fantastic Four does. Yeah. I have zero expectations, but I've been wrong before, as I was with Rocky Balboa. So maybe Fantastic Four won't be a gigantic clusterfuck of nonsense. Mm. We'll see. But yeah, we will see. Unfortunately, I just don't dig that cast. Like uh, I don't know. That's another topic. But anyway. Uh, so, and I, is Creed due out this year, or? I know you were just, no, I don't think so. Did it say any kind of target date, or? Uh, like in produ- Creed. Film. Oh, yeah, it's maybe. filming, so late this year, early next year, maybe. We'll see. I expect that next year. Yeah, I would imagine, by the time posts and everything. Uh, oh, and he announced the Expendables 4. Ugh. That should have ended on after the third one. But anyway... Nope. Now, for the Back to the Future, the Rocky movie rankings from best to worst, as if you even need to know. In, in, my, in my opinion, of course, the, the first one is the best of the entire franchise as a whole. That's the one that invests you in the character and establishes the entire uh, template and mythology of the character. Well, it's just a good dramatic story. Yeah. And then my second favorite would be actually six, because that's the one that ties everything up. 
you know, the beginning and the end. It starts strong and it ends strong to me. Uh, honestly, four would be number two, but six relies heavily on the fact that the nostalgia factor. It's all these other movies have built up into this moment and this character, and this is the end. So that's why six, I would say, is better than four in, as far as like the rankings of, of this, the franchise films. Then, of course, four, then three, then two, then dead fucking last in a coffin six feet under Rocky Five, the bad one, the okay. terrible one. But hmm. t but also after I did that, I was just curious because <coughs> as I was researching the films, they all score relatively high on IMD as far as an IMDb ranking goes. For example, Rocky One has an eight point one, which is exceptionally high on IMDb. Uh, Rocky Two is seven point one. In my opinion, anything over a seven or close to a seven is probably something that I might want to maybe look at if I'm interested in the subject matter. Uh, Rocky Three and Four both got a six point seven, which is a Big drop-off, but again, those are the 80s ones. Those were the ones that not weren't necessarily dramatic films. They were much more action. And 5 actually gets a 5. How poetic. The, the It scores the lowest. But then Rocky Balboa, 7.2. So what I'm correlating, coordinating here is that it's... My favorites are almost the same... Almost ended up being what was rated on IMDb. Uh, I'm not saying I know any, you, my wife gave me the most <laughs> smarmy look I've ever seen her give. I just thought that was, you know, that was interesting because it seems like that's obviously what a lot of people who enjoy the movies seem to think as well as how the, the flow of the series, how the franchise works. And you're I, not spamming IMDb with your votes, are you? Uh, no, you can only vote one time per account and I only have like 17 accounts. <laughs> <laughs> And I used your email address. I'm, the just, time too. Yeah. I'm just thinking about other possibilities. Okay. Okay. Any final thoughts on the Rocky franchise? Um, I'm glad that I've seen all the ones that I'm allowed to see and don't have to see them again. Oh, really? Yeah. What about when little Rocky's born? Son, you mean it's Quattro? time. Yes. Quattro Balboa Harris. Um, Son, let me show you where you got blood. your name. <laughs> that is like... Daddy baby time. I don't have to be a part of that. My son, Rocky, Gandalf, Skywalker. <laughs> Moonblood. Moonblood. Quattro. Schwarzenegger, Willis, Harris. Balboa. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps going. <laughs> Pliskin. Russell. That's the longest name. Yeah. Just, and it's every 80s action star. <laughs> or every character that any in any way influenced me. <laughs> birth certificate would be like a, one of those uh, it had to be on legal paper <laughs> at so, least uh, but anyway um, I don't forget where I was going oh that's all for Rocky that's all you have to say okay good. yeah uh, anyway if you haven't if you haven't seen <laughs> we came them, we saw we're done yeah and just like the series we end on a high note mm -hmm. although we're not the episode's ending but you know right. our, our franchise keeps rolling on straight in the next week more Stallone as we talk about Cobra. Ooh. That car. Love that car from that movie. But we'll talk about ne that next week. Uh, next week we're going to do Cobra. Week after that we're going to finish up our Stallone by paying final tribute to the man, the myth, and the legend, and the winner of the 100 character Battle Royale contest in the form of Rambo First Blood Part 1 since we already did Part 2. Why can't uh, many we do Tango ago. and Cash? We are, baby. <laughs> Thanks for ruining the movie in three weeks. <laughs> Well, you just said, like, there's month, and then yes. the last one, yes. and but let, let me I'm starting to panic. You don't need to panic, because the whole deal was, I was going to let all listeners off, you know, come down from the testosterone on Stallone, we're going to do Rambo, First Blood, First Blood, uh -huh. and then Tango and Cash, a little bit of, you know, half a movie of Stallone, a little, you know, a little half, uh -huh. and then we're moving into our Kurt Russell segment. Oh, it was a but segue. Now you've, yeah, but see, yeah. Oh, you're <laughs> so cute. <laughs> you're so cute when you tell me I'm cute and I know you're completely being facetious and it just makes me die a little more inside that facetiousness I can't tell with you anymore you're not the woman I walked in here with <laughs> as I take a swig of water for the working man alright alright I, All right. I just feel like your, <laughs> I just feel your eyes burning holes into me right now it just, nah. it just makes me clam up and not want to open my mouth and say something so I'm sorry to our listeners out there for the few seconds of dead air that have appeared. But anyway, next week, everybody, more Stallone, talking about Cobra. If you need to reach us or give me any kind of marital advice, how I should handle situations that I can't quite deal with in my relationship with my wife, 
AudioShipVisited at gmail.com. Autumn's email address is AudiD at gmail.com. If you want to send her some support letters from me about how we should name our child after my heroes from the movies and not hers, I could use the support and the backup. Do you not want a daughter named She-Ra? I thought we agreed on uh, Ripley, <laughs> uh, Sorsha. I'm trying to think of other strong female characters. <laughs> Elvira. Elvira, right. Sorsha, uh, Ripley, Harris. Sure about that one. We can discuss it. I'm pretty sure. But anyway, uh <coughs> agevisitorgmail.com, uh, on Facebook and Twitter at Awesome Pods. Also, don't forget Awesome Podcast Network that denotes that there are more shows than just Asia's Visited. There are all the classic episodes of Duo Attack, Geekly Dose, Just Essentially Podcast, Why Don't You Know This, Republic City Report, and perhaps a new con- uh, podcast coming soon. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Me and my wife are still married after this episode. And we'll go from there. <laughs> Disclaimer, I'm totally kidding to anybody out there who's like, oh, this guy's kind of a jerk to his wife sometimes. <laughs> we, we, we have a very loving relationship, and I love my wife so, so much, and I'm he glad this me. is on the air. I, Why are your fingers crossed? I, I've, <laughs> when I hit her, I make sure there's a phone book over where I'm hitting. I never leave a mark. There is never a visible mark. Because that's just rude. Exactly. I, I don't want to mess, you know, mess her up. I just want yeah. to turn. Yeah, I mean, sometimes. I gotta, I gotta work. Yeah, <laughs> she doesn't need all those questions. Right? And, I mean, if she slips poison. How many times can you walk into a doorknob? <laughs> There's only so many, you know, and like, not all doorknobs are four feet tall. That's <laughs> true. So you know, sometimes I have to explain in different ways. But you know, she gets me back. You know, sometimes she cooks food every night. Sometimes I have allergic reactions or intestinal distress. That's true. And I just say, oh, I'll get you next time. Where's so, that phone book? <laughs> You ate it. That's what's causing your intestinal blockage. No! Feeding it to you for the last four months. It's like, it's like that South Park episode that's a, a reference to the, the Titus play where he feeds Scott Tinnerman. Yeah. The very thing that you're searching for, I've been feeding you. Anyway. Uh, and also, don't forget, uh, Now vs. Nostalgia, our good friends over there, James and John, give them a listen, a like, and a review. Tell them we sent you. And until next week, everybody, I remain Trey Harris. Uh, his wife. <laughs> yes, he said it. Take care, everybody. Cowabunga! Autumn, put the knife down! Oh my god! Find this show and more on facebook.com slash awesome pods and follow us on twitter at awesome pods